0: Why are you here? he asked, wondering what Jill had overheard. I was working on an ad layout for a new client and couldn't get it quite right. I fell asleep at my desk. I dreamed someone was cursing, then woke up and realized it was you. What's going on? Ignoring her question, Marcus refocused his attention on the list of threats that filled his computer screen. The last time he'd seen the list was more than nine months ago, and it was far longer than he remembered, with too many totally capable of taking a shot at him, or at someone standing next to him. He couldn't give this entire list to Scarlet Bishop. She was smart enough to see patterns, to figure out that he was doing a lot more than simply publishing the news. You wouldn't keep falling asleep at your desk if you weren't burning the candle at both ends, he grumbled. I pay you well enough that you shouldn't need to go to school after working here all day. You pay me far too well, Jill said mildly. That's never been an issue. He looked up from the list. Then what is the issue? Why are you killing yourself like this? You know I don't care about any stinking degrees. Her lips curved, but it was nowhere close to a smile. You don't really want to know the answer to that question, Marcus. Startled at the anger behind her words, Marcus shoved his own irritation back down, made his voice civil. Try me. Okay, fine. Jill crossed her arms loosely over her chest and gave him a look that reminded him of Gail when she'd scolded them as children. Your aunt could freeze me with that look when I was a kid, he commented, leaning back in his chair, wondering what could have put that expression on Jill's face. I know. She said that Stone was always able to charm her out of it and into giving him cookies. But that you would always confess whatever misdeed you'd done. That's pretty accurate, he said. Of course, there was one childhood misdeed that Marcus had never confessed to Gail or to anyone else, partly because he was ashamed, partly because he was worried about the impact the truth would have on his mother and Stone, but mostly because he'd been only eight years old at the time a traumatized little boy in a situation no child should ever have to face. He hadn't needed to confess to Gail. She'd seen the whole thing and had kept his secret for the past 27 years. Her love and care had ensured that his eight-year-old self hadn't fallen into the abyss that called to his adult self. He sat here today because Gail had never given up on him. Now he faced her furious niece calmly. But I'm not a kid, Jill, and you're not Gail. I'm your boss. He let the sentence hang, hoping to see some respect in her eyes. When she continued the staring contest, he sharpened his tone. Why don't you tell me exactly what it is that I don't want to know? Jill squared her shoulders, You're looking at the threat list. Why? Marcus stiffened in shock, the anger he'd been controlling for hours suddenly collapsing into an icy ball in his gut. How had she known that? He hadn't trusted her with the true mission of the paper, so he'd kept her access to sensitive information to a minimum. How do you even know that such a list exists? He asked quietly my aunt told me. Impossible. No, she didn't tell you. I'm sure of that. Gail was the only person Marcus would ever have trusted with the task of cataloging the threats to his life. She would never have told anyone outside their specific small circle. Okay, fine. Aunt Gail didn't tell me. I hacked into her computer and figured it out for myself. Her jaw jutted out, her gaze daring him to condemn her. The hairs. Is...